Hello everyone, my name is Cliff Duvinois, and after 20 years I've returned to my native Michigan and in my quest to reconnect with our great state, I want to talk to the leaders that are behind Michigan's top destinations. I'm going to learn more about them and the great experiences they and their team provide all of us Michiganders, and perhaps I'll learn a few things along the way. Welcome to the Call of Leadership podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. My name is Cliff Duvinois, and today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite sports, that is skiing. And we have Ben Dornboss on the line with us today. He is the general manager of Nubs Knob Ski Area. Ben, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Cliff. Excellent. Thanks for being on the show today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up? So I'm from Petoskey, uh, Michigan although I grew up in Holland, Michigan, so lifelong Michigander. I've been in the Petoskey area since 2008 and absolutely love it up here. Excellent. And from where you grew up, how did you get involved with skiing? What was it about skiing that attracted you to it? That's the wrong place at the wrong time, pretty much. <laughs> no, I, what I, my path to uh, being the GM at Nubs Knob was an interesting one. Um, grew up in Holland, Michigan and graduated from high school in 1999, ended up at Northern Michigan University. I took some time off before I joined university. And then after NMU, I met my wife, who's a Petoskey native, and we moved here to be near her family. And I actually started working in the rental department here at Nubs Knob, making like $9 an hour back in 2008, just to get through the winter. And then I have a captain's license and I was going to be working as a captain in the summer times, but this turned into a full-time uh, job and, uh, you know, many years down the road now, I'm very happy to be here. It's, it's a very cool spot to be. Excellent. And how long now have you been, have you been skiing? Oh, as a skier, I've been, you know, my dad and mom took me when I was a kid, but the, you know, in Holland, we don't have as many slopes as we do here up north. So we'd go three or four times a year. So I've been skiing since I was a kid, but I didn't really, really get into it until, you know, I was at Northern Michigan University and I was more into Nordic at that time than anything. But when we moved to the Petoskey area in 2008, I got really heavy into Alpine and tele skiing. Excellent. Now, when you talk about Nordic, what do you mean by that? Classic skiing, cross-country skiing, skate skiing, you know, all, all of the above. Excellent. Now, what was it necessarily about, about working at Nubs Knob? Because if you're, if you're general manager, you could pretty much go you know, to any ski place that you want to go. But it, it's something about Nubs Knob is there. And what is it about Nubs Knob that, that, that has attracted you, that is keeping you there? Well, skiers in Michigan know that, you know, Nubs is the place to go if you really, really enjoy quality snow. We don't do anything here other than make snow and groom snow. You know, we've got some food service and some small amenities, but it's basically all about the skiing. And so the, for the person who loves to ski, this is really the place, you know, to be. And that, that was me back in 2008. Um, I knew nubs from being a kid and my dad would always talk about this as like ski Mecca for, you know, people in Michigan. And uh, so when we moved to the area, I didn't know anything other than Nubs Knob was here um, in the Petoskey Harbor area. So that's why I came here was because I was, I knew it from being a kid and its reputation still stands up as being absolutely the place where skiers go. So that's what landed me here was just the interest uh, in the sport. Excellent. And so for Nubs Knob, how many runs do you have? We have 53 runs. 
Sweet Moses. So that would keep somebody occupied for at least, what, an hour or two? <laughs> yeah, no. If you try to ski, and, and some people do that, That's they, they come to the hill and they ski it left to right, all three faces, and, you know, that's a couple hours. That's almost three hours of skiing if you're going to do every single run here. And that um, is back-to-back. Yeah, and that's back-to-back, no stops. Yeah, because that's... <laughs> I can tell you from somebody somebody who skis that would be that would be a huge commitment. Usually after one ski, I have to take a break for a half an hour or forty five minutes before I can go on the next run. Yeah, it, it, there there's quite a bit of terrain here. We also have nine separate glade runs. I mean, those gladed areas are becoming increasingly popular too. So not only do we have you know we're known for groomers and the steep runs. We've got some of the longest steepest terrain in the state, but uh, we also have some incredible gladed areas as well. So when you say gladed areas, what do you mean by that? It's areas where we've left trees, but we've taken a lot of the trees out. So it's skiable. Obviously, the woods in Michigan is are pretty thick, so you couldn't just ski through the woods without taking out some of the, the brush and understory. And, uh, you know, when you do that, that's called glading out a run. So you leave the natural snow so we don't make snow in those areas. And you just, you know, as a skier, you, you like it because you're dodging the trees and you're dealing with the natural snow. And it's, it's kind of a unique experience as opposed to skiing a wide open groomered run. Right, exactly. So you kind of got, you've kind of got both. For those people that don't want to wrap themselves around a tree, you have runs where there are no trees. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and we, you know, we've got everything from uh, beginner runs. We've got one run called Easy Mile, which is, a, which is literally a mile long. It starts at the top of the hill and it snakes its way down for beginner skiers. I think a lot of people in the Midwest are surprised to hear that we've got a run that's, you know, a mile long. And um, we actually have two beginner runs that are both almost a mile long. So there is there is still quite a bit of train here. Yeah, we don't have the vertical, but, you know, my boys who are eight years old and five years old, for my younger one to get down that mile long run, it takes him almost a half an hour. He likes, you know, he falls a bunch though, too. Sweet Moses, a half an hour. Now that would be fun. I mean, I, I kind of know a thing or two about skiing, but just spending a half an hour just lightly coasting your way down a mountain, that to me sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't fall, you can get it done a lot sooner, faster than that. But with with him, that's what it takes us. And but we have a good time doing it. Yeah. And that's, by the way, that's me. I'm, I'm the fall down guy. I, for <laughs> a number of years with skiing, I was like, uh, I, and I think I would have won a trophy if I entered a competition. I was like the world's fastest snowplow skier. For some reason, I could not get my skis to, could not get my skis parallel. My feet would always just go into that. I think it's it's pizza French fry, right? Pizza where you cross your cross the tips of your skis yeah. and slow down. Yeah, we we call it a, a snowplow. But yeah, sometimes they it, pizza and then, you know, you just got to let them run it, french fries and you get down fast that's for sure yeah when your skis are lined up side by side that's uh, that's french fries and you're right and I, I i was brave enough once i think i had my skis for like maybe two weeks or something and i committed to doing french fry and i was literally just cannonballing down the hill like warp speed so i'm surprised i did not wrap myself around a tree so you know let's talk about you know let's take a step back here because you know i know there's a lot of people out there that are thinking you know i might like to try skiing but how do I do it safely? If if somebody's if somebody's approaching you, you're like, hey Ben, you know what what can I do to like get into the sport? I'd like to try it out. I don't want to break my leg because growing up, that's the whole reason why I didn't ski was because everybody kept telling me, oh my god, you're gonna break your leg. And come to find out, that's not the case. So what would you say to somebody that's like thinking like, hey, I want to get into this? Well, you know, if you're living in Michigan, you gotta ski. I mean, if you don't ski, you might as well move to another state. 
So, and if, if you're not skiing downhill, at least get out the cross country skis, but you got to be a skier if you live in Michigan. I'm passionate about that. Um, and the best way to get into the sport is through a lesson. You know, when we have a really great ski school here, very professionally run, and um, that's really the best way to do it. And, and even for the advanced to expert skier, you know, taking a lesson can really increase your enjoyment of the sport. So that, that would be my first tip is, is get a lesson. Excellent. And let's talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about the quality of the snow, because that's one of the things that really uh, hit me when I was skiing in different places. I've skied in Michigan, I've skied in Colorado, and I've skied in California. And I know that the term that they use for that is powder. And I don't know if it's still the term powder or not, but let's talk a little bit about the snow. When people go out skiing and there's the Michigan snow, what, what can they expect? Well, I think there's a lot of misconception about the snow in Michigan. People say, oh, it's icy in, in the Midwest and snow isn't very good. And I think that a lot of that misconception is carrying over from when sport was experiencing a boom, maybe in the you know 70s and 80s, when frankly, the technology wasn't there, both on the snow making side and then even more so on the grooming side. The equipment we use now, we've got these you know, we have four groomers here at Nubs Knob. They cost like $300,000 a machine. And when they till up that snow, it's absolutely amazing how it changes the snow surface. Also, the technology on making snow has come a long, long ways. Uh, in the Midwest, there's just, the sport doesn't really exist without man-made natural, without man-made snow. Obviously, natural's great, and it's even better than the man-made, but man-made's important. And uh, there's been a lot of tech technological developments on making snow that's sure it's more dense than natural snow, but it skis very well and it's not uh, icy. So I, I think, and I even remember that as a kid, just really having a hard time with the snow surface as a new skier. That's just not the case anymore. You know, I'm not going to say that it's champagne powder every day, but Ski surface, generally speaking, is is quite good, and especially at places like Nubs Knob, you're going to get a pretty excellent snow surface almost every day. You know, and you bring up a really good point because I was thinking of when I, way back in the day when I first bought my ski equipment and actually got out skiing was because it was one of those weird winters where it would get above freezing, so you would have the the snow that would slightly melt, and then of course it would freeze at night, and the next day I would go out there and it literally was. It felt to me anyways, literally like I was skiing on, it was actually skiing on ice. So when you talk about this equipment that kind of grooms a trail, you're talking about, you know, kind of like eliminating that. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, and that that's the worst is when you have a freeze-thaw cycle, particularly you get that at the end of the, the winter where you get this freeze-thaw, freeze-thaw, and that does make the snow tired. It's got a different, it, it doesn't have the adhesion to it other than if it's a sheet of ice. But at most ski areas, when you get this sort of sheet of ice situation where you've got a uh, thaw that leads right into a freeze, you know, here at Nubs, what we'll do is we'll close down the slopes and we'll actually regroom it and break it up. And it, the, the tiller technology is so good now that it's not like you're skiing on big ice chunks. It's, it's a much, much better surface than I think most people realize, if, especially if they haven't been skiing in a decade or something. It's that what we're able to do now with snow surface technology is incredible. No, that that is absolutely excellent. And let's talk a little bit too about. I want to talk about the equipment because the equipment has come a long way, and I, I don't think I don't think it carries the same stigma that it did before. Because, like I said, it's 
you know, about breaking legs. And, you know, I've skied a number of times. I have wiped out a number of times. I have never once broken a leg. So let's talk a little bit about the, the, the equipment, the design of the equipment and, you know, how it's, you know, preventing people from not getting maimed on the slope. Sure. So, and I actually had my, one of my best friends growing up experience a spiral fracture when we were skiing because he was borrowing his, you know, he weighed like 58 pounds and he was borrowing his aunt's skis, who was a whole lot bigger than he was. And the, the binding didn't release, pressured the tip when he was falling. And you can imagine the leverage, which created the spiral fracture in his leg, which was <laughs> extremely painful. But that, that injury almost doesn't exist now because the binding technology is so good. But I would say that it's very important for you to have your bindings tested. And most ski shops now have binding testing machines where they'll set that binding tension for your height, your age, your ability to ski. And when the ski should pop off, it will. That's really the most important thing for safety on skis is that that binding technology releases when it's supposed to. But you got to get it checked out. And as you get older, you typically want to have the binding release a little bit earlier if you weigh more, you need to have a little bit more tension so it doesn't release too soon. But all of those factors are very important and, and any local ski shop should be able to help you out with that. And I, I got just a quick story to kind of go along with what you were talking about there. So the my my skis just gave out just because of being in storage, using whatever it was. The last time I went skiing and I decided to rent and it had been a long time since I rented equipment, but I decided to I decided to rent. And when I went into the, the ski shop to actually get my gear, the gentleman behind the counter said, how much do you weigh? I did not know because it had been forever and a day since I stepped on a scale. <laughs> so I told him, I said, well, I said uh, 190 and I must have been a lot heavier than that because when I got out onto the slopes, it was a miserable time because the skis kept popping off my feet when... Yeah you know, when I was out there. So, you know, my, my limited advice to people is that if you're thinking about renting equipment, when you go, just take a couple minutes and weigh yourself and make sure that when you rent the equipment, be honest, don't say that you weigh 150 if you weigh 175, because they'll adjust it to 150 because that's what you told them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a funny story. And the other thing that happens is if when you say on the rental form, beginner, intermediate or expert, that will move you up in terms of the tension on the binding as well. So if you tell them you're a beginner skier, the ski will come off much easier than if you tell them you're an expert skier. Yeah, exactly. So with regards, so you're, you're recommending school. We're talking about equipment here. One of the things that I do want to make sure that we address is, of course, with, you know, the COVID coming, you know, well, that COVID coming. Let's try that again. With COVID being here. And, you know, ski season coming around the corner. And I'm sure that you and your staff have been have been working hard to try to figure out how to do this. So first off, do you have ski rental equipment at your facility? Second off, what are you doing there to, to try to keep people safe? Well, every ski operator in Michigan right now is completely focused on what's going on with the coronavirus. Fortunately, in the state, we've had really good cooperation amongst the ski areas. So as a person enjoying the sport, I believe if you go to Crystal or Shoshani Creek or Nubs Knob or Boyne, you're going to have a very similar experience. But all, what we are all trying to do is keep the focus on the outdoor aspects of the sport. 
right now at Nubs Knob, we're still allowed to run our rental department. It's going to feel very different in terms of how many people are allowed in the building. The way we're planning on running rentals specifically here is it'll be more like when you go to a restaurant and they're at capacity and they send a text alert to your phone that says it's now your turn to enter the building. That's how we're going to do rentals here. We're going to have only a few groups of people in the building at a time. And then when you come into the building, after you've received the text alert, you know, we're going to have the same rental employees bring things to you. So instead of you walking around the rental building, we'll have a station for you to be seated and we'll bring all of the rental equipment to you. Everybody's masked up. And then when it's, once you've received all of your equipment, it's time to head out outdoors and bring your shoes with you. So it's going to be a different experience on the slopes this winter in Michigan. I, in some ways, I think it's going to be a special winter. You probably remember growing up, and I do too, is mom and dad would bring the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and we'd get dressed in the car. And I think that that's going to be the experience, more of an old school ski experience in Michigan this winter. Oh, that's absolutely, I, I think about that. And I think, you're, yeah, you're, you're right. Because I remember seeing you know, a number of people you know, just eating out of the back of their, their SUV or the back of the truck, you know, they just pack a cooler, you know, they're making sandwiches in there, you know, whatever it is. And then just, you know, kind of like a, it's almost like a tailgate party at the, at the ski resort. Yeah. I think there is some opportunity, you know, and we're certainly learning a lot of things right now with um, COVID protocols here at Nubs Knob, we made a huge outdoor dining area. We've built in like kind of a food truck venue and we've also built in a slopeside pickup so you can order food from your cell phone now. So you can order curly fries and nubs knob chili right from the uh, chairlift on your cell and pick it up at a slopeside pickup window. So we're getting ready to do all of this stuff, you know, remotely and outdoors. Not that the lodge is shut down, it's not, but it will have capacity restrictions and it certainly isn't going to be like last year. So we're going to be below 50% capacity in our lodge. And um, when people are in here, they're going to have to wear masks, of course. And the only time the mask would come off is when they're, when they're seated and eating with their family. And they'll be spaced out apart from um, other folks. But we also know that, you know, things are not getting better in the state right now with COVID. And I, I could see that even that being further restricted. And to me, the, all of that is kind of beside the point. You know, the main thing here is let's keep the chairlifts running and let's get uh, folks out skiing. And that, that's our goal at Nubs is just to keep people skiing this winter. So if, if everything needs to be shut down and if, if things continue to uh, get worse with the virus here, our plan is to do everything we can do to keep the lifts moving so that folks can get outside and enjoy winter with their friends and their family even if we have to say goodbye to the other stuff. You know, we'll do the other stuff if we can, but we're not making any promises because I think it's important to um, keep the main thing the main thing, which is just getting outside and enjoying the slopes. Yes, and I completely agree with that. Now, for, for Nubs Knob, do you offer anything else besides downhill skiing? Yeah, we do. We, we have cross-country skiing, some of the best cross-country skiing in the state. We've got over 21 kilometers of groomed trails, and they're, they're groomed wide enough for skate skiing or for classic skiing we also have a snowshoe trail and we're actually nice. adding on yeah we're adding on to that snowshoe trail right now so that the new snowshoe trail will actually take you all the way up to pintail peak which is well over a mile away from this lodge on the trail and that that lodge overlooks um, the little traverse bay 
Uh, so we've got just a gorgeous snowshoe trail, this incredible cross-country skiing here. The snowshoe trail also doubles for uphill skiers, which you may or may not be familiar with that, but it's uh, increasing area of interest for downhill skiers, but it's actually getting skis that have basically sandpaper on the bottom, which you call skins, and it's removable. And these skins allow you to climb even very steep terrain. And then when you get to the top, you can ski down. And we're seeing a lot of increase in um, all-terrain skiing or uphill skiing, uh, along with snowshoeing. And we're anticipating a massive increase in cross-country skiing this year that would go along with everything else we've seen with COVID from uh, kayak sales and you know mountain bike trailheads uh, being flooded and all of that. Excellent. And you're right. I have never heard of uphill skiing before. That almost sounds completely just, I'm, I'm wondering to myself, what's the appeal to that? Yeah. You know, I, it, it's, I actually got myself a setup last year and it's, it's cool, you know, especially in the Midwest, you can, it takes you about, you know, 15 minutes or so to climb up, you know, the 450 vertical we have here, you get to the top, you pop off the skis and you um, take off the, the skins and your heel has to be free for climbing mode. And then the heel can get locked back down to go downhill, go downhill, and then uh, do it back again. So instead of using the lifts, you're actually using uh, the skis and the skin technology. But it allows you to get back into some places that aren't lift, that don't have chairlift access, and uh, kind of a neat thing to do. Yeah, and so for this right here, is this something that you would think is is more and and I know that skiing in general is just uh, you know a very cardiocentric sport but uphill skiing is that would you consider that to be like very cardio intensive you know i put it in line with snowshoeing and it's so it's kind of like you're out there on snowshoes but then you get the bonus of getting to go uh carve downhill when you get to the top excellent great now for for somebody that's coming to nubstop because i know we talked about you know what people could do to get into skiing i know we talked about things that they can do that you know keep them safe what would be you know, what would be some, some key things or maybe what are some, you know, if they're coming to Nubstop, what is some of the, you know, maybe either some of the trails that they should, you know, definitely check out. What are some of the activities that they should do when they're there? Give me like your, give me like your top three. Well, uh, the very first one that I'd like to point out too is our beginner area. So if you're trying to get back in the sport and we are anticipating a, it's certainly a resurgence in skiing this year, Nubs Knob and a few other ski areas in Michigan have totally free beginner areas. And ours is a lift serve. So there's a chairlift called the Purple Lift, and it serves a uh, very low pitch run. So it doesn't have a ton of grade to it, but it's quite long. And that's called Big Time. And you don't even need to have a lift ticket for this area. It's totally free. You do need to have equipment. You can rent the equipment from us or bring your own equipment. But if you're just wanting to dabble in the sport, there's a completely free area called the big time area. And um, that would be my first thing is just to encourage people who are dabbling with the sport or interested or see how their kids do with the sport is to try out that totally free area here at Nubs Knob. My personal favorite thing to do here at Nubs Knob is ride the green chairlift all the way to the top of the hill and then just carve turns coming down valley. That is a, one of the premier runs in all of Michigan. I've skied, I think, most ski areas in the state, and you're going to have a hard time beating our intermediate run valley for just an absolute fun time on a, on a groomed slope. It lasts a long time, and it's just got a perfect pitch. And then my last thing to do would be get all the way back to Pintail Peak. One of the cool things about Nubs Knob is we're between Harbor Springs and Petoskey, 
and we are perched right above Little Traverse Bay. And when you get to the top of Pintail Peak, not only do you have the slopes to ski, but you've got this incredible vista looking out at uh, beautiful Lake Michigan and Little Traverse Bay right there in front of you. Oh, man, that sounds absolutely gorgeous. And I, I do want to take a step back because you were talking about you're talking about the Valley Run, how it is intermediate. If someone were coming to if someone were coming to Nub Snob and let's say they're getting into skiing, maybe they took a couple uh, of classes when they were there. At what point would you actually say to them, you know what, you're you're ready to ski down Valley? <laughs> That's a good question. You know, the big thing is stopping that when it comes to skiing, if you can, you know, if you can pull off that hockey style stop and make that happen, uh, you know, at almost any point to your left or to your right, then, then you're ready for, for Valley or our front runs. But that's, that's the key, I think, is the uh, stopping power um, along with the ability to know how to fall. But, you know, <laughs> Valley's got a, just a mellow pitch and it just gets steeper and steeper as the run goes. So you get this steady build of momentum and if you can get to the bat that bottom of that run and you don't have a smile on your face you've done something wrong and you got to go try it again it almost sounds like a challenge but i can't help it i love skiing so i'm i'm smiling all the time even when i'm even when i'm wiping out i'm a you know i'm a garage sale all over the side of the mountain i'm you know i'm still smiling because that's you know some people say that about golf you know better day golf better than the office or something along those lines for me it's skiing I can relate to that yes definitely okay so people if people want to follow what's going on check out you know, maybe, you know, the ski conditions, what's happening out there or, you know, whatever happens with, with COVID-19 in the future, what is the, what is the best way for them to follow you online to get all that info? Definitely our website, which is nubsnob.com and that's N-U-B-S-N-O-B.com. If people are wondering where we're located, again, it's the Petoskey and Harbor Springs area. We're actually right across the street from another very premier slope in Michigan, Boyne Highlands. So I think that this is the premier destination for skiers in the state because you've got two incredible ski areas right next door to each other. And on nubsnob.com, we actually have a live webcam. So you can actually look for yourself and see you know, how the slopes are looking. You can check that out right now and see all of our snow guns in place. You know, we're talking here early November and it's almost 60 degrees outside. But last year at this time, actually all the snow guns were turned on and blasting snow. So I don't think we're going to be too far off from doing that soon. So the webcam is a great way to stay in touch with what's you know, happening on the hill. And then we also, uh, once we get into the season, I write a blog every morning about, you know, the conditions and how things look on the slopes. And we try to be very honest in our slope reports. If the snow is not ideal, we're going to tell you about it. But generally speaking, you know, like I said before, it's amazing what we can do with snow surfaces now. So that, that's the best way to stay in touch with us is nubsnob.com. Sweet. And for our audience, we will have all of those links in the show notes down below. Ben, it's been awesome talking with you today, rapid about skiing. I, I can't I personally can't wait to get out there and hit some slopes. So thank you for taking time today to chat with us. Hey, thank you, Cliff. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, then subscribe to our email newsletter. When you subscribe, you'll get new episode announcements, you'll get all kinds of great behind the scenes information on upcoming guests. Plus, you'll receive special offers from our guests and partners that you can only get through the email newsletter. Subscribing is quick, easy, and best of all, it is free. Just go to callofleadership.com slash email, type in your email address, and you're done. Once again, that's callofleadership.com slash email. I'll catch you in the next episode.